everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes, brought to you by Basketball News. My name is Iman, and I'm joined by the very lovely Kelsey, the very lovely Sandy, and the very lovely Noor for a really fun episode. I mean, we hope that all episodes of Dishes and Dimes are really fun, but today we're throwing all of the rules out. Our dish of the week is in the garbage. Our dime of the week, we're each other's dimes of the week, to be completely honest. And we're just going to talk NBA basketball and take some of your questions because this is the busiest weekend in NBA basketball. We've got all playoff teams playing all weekend long. So we've just been consuming basketball and we decided to do away with the rules and just talk. What's up, everyone? Let's get weird. That's one thing an all-girls pod is good at, talking. You're welcome, folks. Talking and drinking. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't mention what we have next to us. We're getting weird. That's all we're going to say. It'll just be a fun episode. We've got some drinks flowing. We are going to have conversation flowing. We've got some amazing questions from you guys. Thank you so much for sending it in. Um, and some basketball to talk about. Sandy, anything else to, to chime in there? Hawks in four. <laughs> what? I love it. She comes what? in like swinging already. Wait, can oh we do goodness. that at the top? Can I put you guys on the spot? So I know Kelsey has submitted in her um, picks for the first round. I've done that as well. Um, and Kelsey, so I'll let you start. Can I get you to give me who you pick in the first round of each so, series, just like a quick rundown. At first I was voting with like my head, but now I'm voting with my heart and fuck it. Suns and six. Woo. are going to win too. I love that. See, I was nervous about that one. I was really nervous about the Suns Lakers one. I went with the Lakers because as Raptor fans, we're just all familiar with LeBronto. You never pick against LeBron right. in the playoff series. But, I mean, I was really nervous for what DeAndre Ayton would look like. I really thought this would be a huge Anthony Davis series. I thought for sure we would get some Marcus Gasol minutes. And none of those three things happened in game one. Nothing. They Their, play, like their game plan was have LeBron blank, blank, blank profit. And it didn't work. And have AD and profit. I mean, like, what do you think? We're, we're going to have to see some sort of change up with that starting lineup. I even thought that, like, Andre Drummond would have a good enough series in this one, not because I'm a crazy person, but I just thought, like, the biggest weakness for the Phoenix Suns is going to be their interior presence, right? Like, they just don't have enough bodies. They're not big enough to counter the Lakers. And I just thought that that's how the Lakers would dominate and win this series. Um, and we did see the Lakers live, you know, at the line a lot more than the Suns. <laughs> we can talk about some of that roughing, But um, that's not what we saw at all. And, you know, credit to DeAndre Aiden, credit to Devin Booker for the first playoff series coming out looking, looking good. I mean, I think part of the issue is that <clears throat> Vogel has um, Gasol just wasting away on the bench. I think this is a perfect matchup for Gasol. And he's just not playing him. And I, I've been told it's politics, you know, besties with AD. So you got to play Drummond. But at the dispense of losing a playoff game, is it really worth losing, potentially losing a series? I don't think so. So... <clears throat> They got to make some changes to that roster 
immediately because I feel like Gasol would have been perfect for this series. Um, and I just don't understand. And my whole thing is like, okay, fine, you could give Drummond some run. Um, but if he's failing at it and you have Gasol on the bench, you put him in the game. Like, I just don't understand the logic. No one who coaches LeBron is a good coach. No one who coaches LeBron is like this brain genius. They just have LeBron James. And Frank Vogel has LeBron James and he has Anthony Davis. So he's like, okay, my work's done here. Like that, that's enough activism for today. I hope they keep doing what they're doing. I just want to see them lose. I don't if get putting it. Mark, if putting Marcus all on the bench gets you losses, I mean, that's what you deserve. That's what's coming to bite you in the ass. And you don't deserve to win. Like there's no way you should be winning any playoff basketball if you're not playing Marcus all, if you've seen him, the impact that he makes on the court. And also it's the Lakers. They're going up against the Suns and the Suns might be the most likable team in the NBA right now. Um, and they're fun. They're the way that they play. Everything was against them today. Literally Adam Silver did everything in his power to make sure that somehow LeBron would get the win tonight. And no matter what, like, free throws. Chris Paul had one arm. Chris Paul had one arm. Like, Chris <laughs> Paul that. couldn't dribble. He could not and turn his head. He had no, no vision. Did you guys see that one sequence where he was dribbling up the ball, like up down the court and he left? Like, I've never seen Chris Paul lose control of the ball and he yeah. lost control of the ball in like five seconds in that, in that sequence, like twice. And I'm just like, yeah, this man is like handicapped from the other place. Like this, he's, he's not like, how is he on the court right now? And he will not only did he will them to a win, but Devin Booker might be the first man to break the Kardashian curse. I genuinely believe that if anyone has the power, it's Mr. Devin Booker, Mr. Nick Jonas. And he is made for playoff basketball. Like I love this, even, Mr. Nick Jonas. I mean, I know I'm going off your uh your it's inspired by you, Neyman. I'm not it. even gonna hold that back. All credit to you. But he's been amazing. Even with Chris Paul out, he will them continue the lead. And um they deserve it. And honestly, the arena was one of the best things I've seen in a while. Like they, if that makes me want to just fly down there just for playoff basketball. Good yeah. for you, Suns fans. Did they not know that there's like a Panasonic happening outside? Did it just not hit the desert? They don't curse, <laughs> sis. They don't curse. Did it I'm not hit the desert? I'm <laughs> fascinated by Frank Vogel not playing Marcus Dole. I just like, when I think about Frank Vogel, I think about the 2010 Pacers. I think about grit and grind. And when I think about Marcus Dole, I think about grit and grind. They're like a match made in heaven. Like you love Roy Hibbert. What is your issue with Marcus Dole? I don't understand it. Is it like how I get really defensive when people bring up like point guards in the Eastern Conference? Because I'm like, they're not better than Kyle Lowry. Like, is that the beef where you're like, they're not better than my guy? I don't know what it is, but to me, it doesn't matter because Marc Gasol still gets paid and the Lakers suffer by not using him. So like we win. It's a win-win. That's what I'm saying. Keep (laughs) on the bench. Keep losing. All right. Let's let's stop talking about a seven seed. I mean, like, what are we doing? Wasting our time talking about a seven seed. Were there some (laughs) other games? Damn. um, (laughs) uh, Were there some other games that you guys that caught your attention? Today, uh, today or yesterday? No, like, no games. Miami Bucks game was spectacular. I was not expecting to be as emotionally invested in Miami winning that, um, but I was because I hate the Bucks, and that narrative will remain. Uh, so I was really hoping, hoping 
sorry that Jimmy would uh, pull it out. And uh, he he did it. And also Bam needs to like stop being scared to shoot. And please don't pass it to Jimmy when he's also avoiding, you know, shooting. That's probably not imperative to like winning the game. We need you to beat Giannis just for the timeline. Thank you. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I'm invested in the heat losing. Um, just to further my narrative of you guys should have traded for Kyle Lowry. And that's why I love that the fact that the Lakers lost, even though I picked the Lakers to win that series, I did not pick the the Bucks to win. I mean, I did not pick the Heat to win this series. I picked the Bucks to win this series. So oh, you're a strong woman. I take rejection seriously. I'm like, Giannis said no to us, to us. Enjoy first round exits for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm like, they said no to Kyle for hero <laughs> losses <laughs> to the Bucks for the rest of your life. Uh, and to be honest, I think this is really funny because it's one of those games that both teams leave and they feel confident going into game two. I think Heat fans probably look at this and they're like, Bam did not look good. Um, and they, you know, we could talk about Bam in a second, but like, they're like, Jimmy, let's start with Jimmy. Jimmy did not look good. And you expect Jimmy to look better as the series goes along. Bam out of bio. I think you hope that he looks better as the series goes along. But for me, part of why Bam didn't look as good is because he wasn't as aggressive as he should be. Um, he had a lot of open looks that he could have taken and he did not want, which I think has more to do with Bam out of bio than like, anything else. So I, I don't know if we're seeing a change as the games go. I think that requires him to really grow and develop and become that guy. Um, and so for Jimmy, I think you expect him to be better, but then do you expect Goron to have the same game that he had? Like, what do you guys think is going to happen in game two? Or who do you think is going to win this series? Because I look at this and I see why Heat fans are excited about this outcome. I see how they say we only lost by two points. It went to overtime and Jimmy and Bam played about as terribly as you can imagine. But if you're the Bucks, are you not looking at this and thinking we did not shoot well at all? We could not find the rim. We could not, like, it was so bad. I think they had the worst three-point percentage uh, of the, like, I think I read a tweet that said of, like, the last decade or something. This is, like, the worst one. They shot terribly. They shot, like, 16% from deep. That This is an elite three-point shooting team. Well, not really, but they have good three-point shooters. You can't expect Drew to really shoot any, and he was, like, 0 for 5. But you expect some of their other guys around the margins to shoot well, and they just did not do that today. Uh, or yesterday, I should say. And I kind of expect that to change more than anything else. And like, maybe, maybe that lends well to the Bucks. Like, I kind of still like my Bucks and six pick. I got Miami. I got Miami coming out of this one. Really? Can I ask, like, what what is it about Miami? I'm, I'm interested in it because I looked at that game and I understand maybe why Heat fans are feeling a little bit confident, but I, I think Bucks fans should feel more confident leaving that game. Well, I think, like you said, I mean, Miami are going to get better as the series progresses. Bam and Jimmy are not going to have that kind of game again. Neither of them will allow each other to do so. And, you know, last year, Goran Dragic got hurt and he was out. And he, like it or not, is a huge difference maker on that team. Miami will continue to get better while the Bucks seem to, every year, every series kind of plateau right out of the gate and then don't really do anything. That's fair. Nora, what about yourself? Can you repeat the question again? Sorry. I <laughs> what do you think you're going to, what would you take for the rest of the series? Like, do you think game one sort of bodes well for the heat and the heat can come back in the series and take it all? Or are you betting on the bucks right now? 
I think the one thing, like just like um, Kelsey said, that Goran Dragic is kind of the, the difference maker when it comes to Miami. And he hasn't hit that. Like I've been waiting for the plummet of Goran Dragic to hit. And it just doesn't happen. Like every year he just gets better and better. And in the playoffs, I know we say LeBron is a different animal. You know, it's a playoff P or whatever, but Goran Dragic. <laughs> is a silent killer and he's and he's we've noticed it firsthand like we've seen how he demolishes offenses and how he just goes goes around people um so i think that would be a huge thing for them just just in terms of offense because he creates such in terms of spacing and offense he can score and he can give you movement and he can get you passes and he get the assistance and everything going forward so Mm -hmm. i think um i would like to see miami win because it just goes with my you know, bucks suck, but needs to get fired agenda. Um, but the, the problem round. is we'll bring that back. We'll bring it back when they lose in the second round. I know, but like, you know, it's just, he, he, he said no to us, Iman. He, we put him, <laughs> we made, we structured our entire future with Giannis in mind. Like there were people ready to take dips in their goddamn salaries for Giannis. <laughs> and he was like, no, sorry, I'm going to ride the Harleys in Milwaukee. Like, no, for that, you deserve to suffer. And I want to see him get swept. I want, I, Mil- I want, Butler I mean, he can get swept, but you're calling, you're calling heat and five. I feel like most heat. Okay, yeah. Yes. No, just gentlemen swept gentlemen, you know, the same thing that he gave us last year, gentlemen swept. You know, maybe get get the two get the one win, not the two. I guess get the one win, and then Butler in his uh in his crop top just like scoops him out the arena. Um, that's what he deserves, and that's what Bud deserves. And I think ultimately too, it comes down to coaches as well. And I think um Eric, I would give the upper hand to sure. compare to um Bud because no, but I mean looking for jobs. I was I was pulling it out like career change over 50, second career jobs. Like I have all the tweets ready to go. I have everything oh, for sure. in Wisconsin. Absolutely. I was doing research on your behalf, my Budenholzer. So um <laughs> hit me up. Like I've got them all for you. I let you know indeed.com has changed their criteria. There's a lot better <laughs> too. Like it helps you out with jobs. It reaches out for connections for you. I, but I promise you won't be unemployed for listen, long. Listen, I was watching like, find I was something. watching how deep Brooke Lopez kept falling back and I'm just like oh they're just gonna continue to give up every single open look to Duncan Robinson like they have not learned that this drop coverage does not work well on this team okay my Budenholzer Mike I will you know what I thought I thought I had it for you but I just kept watching Duncan Robinson (laughs) hit three after three I just kept watching that dribble handoff between Batman and and Robinson and I was just like okay let me start looking for jobs for Mike Budenholzer because he has not (laughs) learned his lesson yet he has not learned his lesson talk about Jimmy like because it really was irritating me Giannis couldn't get off the screens quickly enough so Jimmy had all the space in the world to shoot and he just kept either bricking or not shooting at all and it really is going to be the x factor it's yeah bam as well you have lopez he's not coming up to you like he's standing like he's not going to contest shoot that motherfucker shoot it and they just literally did not do it and it was pissing me off i'm I'm watching this game that's why i don't have faith in the heat because i'm watching this and i'm watching goron go up and i agree with what you're saying i think goron is very much an x factor i think if goron has a great game I, like I don't believe in Dante DiVincenzo. I said this last week. Like I, I, I was like, Nikaias, how do you believe in a team that starts Dante? Like I, he was so bad. <laughs> he's just he's a bad player. I've never watched Dante and been like, yeah, you know what? He's not hurting them. Um, but um, and he, he's bad yesterday as well. But I'm watching this game and I'm just like, the Heat are shooting so well. 
from outside. They like even Goron, Goron's points were coming from outside. Like uh, he could not get to the rim. He could not get to the basket. The Heat could not do that. And to me, if the Heat can't generate any looks at the rim, if they can't get any, they can't get to the basket at all. We're just going to have to rely on their white guys to hit to hit jumpers. We're going to have to rely on them to hit threes. And like. Uh, sure, <laughs> like I, but I still don't think that that's a recipe to beat the Bucks moving forward, especially when like here's to me the difference maker is they don't have Eric Bledsoe anymore. They have Drew Holiday, and yeah, Drew Holiday couldn't hit a three. Drew Holiday was never going to be the floor spacer for them, but he was taking them. He wasn't like, and and I think that that matters. I think that there's a, a level of like just take the shot that helps your offense move, um, but also like. The Heat's half-court offense was absolutely a garbage. I just didn't think it was very good outside of like Duncan Robinson hitting every single three. And if that's going to be a recipe for success, and if Duncan Robinson's going to be what takes you past this team, then there's no hope for the for the Milwaukee Bucks. Tear it down, draw up a new team. If Duncan Robinson's going to be what beats you, this is it, you're done. But that's why I kind of have faith in the Bucks because they could not hit a shot. And I just expect them to do that moving forward. Their offense looked worse than I've seen it look all year. Um and they still won by two points. I mean, that to me bodes very well for them um, moving forward because Giannis was also just as inefficient as, you know, Jimmy and Baum were. He also could not score at all. Um, Chris Middleton did not have an efficient game at all either, except for hitting that, like, really crucial shot that won them the game. He was inefficient for the game. So, like, we're talking about both the stars really struggling, but one team's bench coming through and they still lost despite that. And I think that that matters moving forward, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm surprised that that's the stance you're taking considering it was like a clutch Chris Middleton shot that got them a game with right. only two points. Chris Middleton right. is garbage unless he's destroying a team that didn't trade for Kyle Lowry. But honestly speaking, he didn't, <laughs> I mean, like if you're looking at his stats, he was 10 of 22, right? So it wasn't, that bad considering Chris Middleton did not have an efficient night he came up and he like hit some big shots down the line but he had 27 points yeah a 10 of 22 is not the worst but he was three for nine from deep right like these guys were not able to really hit any of the shots in like those big moments like even watching it three for nine for deep for one is like it's not good it's not great um it's below his averages his you know 10 of 22 is also below Chris Middleton averages right like he was shooting below average but also it felt like in every moment outside of like the clutch where he he hit the biggest shot where you're like they need this three to go down they need the shot to go down it was brick it was brick after brick and like if 10 of 22 is going to be the difference like if that's going to be a difference maker for any of these guys okay sure <laughs> like we're watching preseason basketball basically we're just slapping a playoff logo on it and calling it a day <laughs> which is what I feel like I, that's how I felt like most of these teams were playing it very much to me and let me know if you guys saw this as well but I kept watching these like teams be so rusty. None of them could hit a shot. The Nets, we can talk about their game in just a second, but in the first half, they could not hit a shot and Boston could not miss. And then that switched towards the end of the game where Boston, uh, I felt like did not hit a shot in like the second half. I, I If they hit a three, surprise me, because I don't remember a single one. Um, I was just going to say, I have to go with your Chris Middleton slander because 
Leonard also only scored nine of 22 and had 26 points. And it was an inefficient game. Like, yeah, we are going to talk about these that. Are, that to me is but, trash. But no, but, but Sandy, you, like if we're going to say we can talk about Kawhi Leonard, he literally made one less shot than Chris Middleton yeah. on the same. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, but Chris I, Middleton by no means had like an efficient Chris Middleton night. Um, but my yeah. whole thing is with Middleton, he's for the most part, the second option and not the first, right? So like Kawhi, I expect him to dominate and we've seen him do that in a way that we've never seen Middleton. So I'm not, I don't have the expectation that Middleton's going to take the game and just dominate. That's not- Because Middleton has Giannis. He has Giannis to depend on. But but to be fair, Kawhi knows. But shouldn't that mean that he should be more efficient? Because you're not commanding the best defenders. You, the defense is not strategically built to stop you specifically. But then that would make him the best player on the team and he's not, right? Part of why- Part of why Chris Middleton is as efficient as he is, part of why Chris Middleton is a 50-40-90 guy, year in and year out, is because he gets to play alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that really does open up the floor for Chris Middleton and allows him the shots that he has. So to say that Chris Middleton, like, he should be more efficient than Kawhi Leonard because he is getting better looks than Kawhi Leonard because the defense is not orchestrated to stop him. Now, granted, Miami's defense and Dallas Mavericks defense is not one in the same, right? But uh, Miami's, okay, you just gave Miami's me the sixth eye, I tougher. agree. Miami's is tougher, Right. Then 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 whatever Dallas is out there doing. So for one, Chris Middleton has a tougher defense on him technically. And number two, Chris Middleton has like better looks. So the fact that he's not able to produce on that, I think, kind of lends to like, you know, at, at least Kawhi, you can say, you know, the defense is structured to destroy you. And it no, that makes sense well, because Kawhi is be getting double teamed, and Chris exactly, not. Yeah, exactly my point, exactly my point. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's exactly what I mean by why Chris Middleton should have a more efficient game. Um, and that's why. But speaking of Kawhi, can oh. we please start? Kate, can I can I go on a little rant, you guys? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit loose off the goose, but this needs to be addressed. <laughs> um, before I, we start, Nor, blame it on uh, this that. segment <laughs> is called "Bitches Complaining." Ooh, bitch. just remember, <laughs> go on, bitches be complaining. Go, get that on a t-shirt, slap it on a sweater. Okay, my thing is, if we if we are giving flack to Kevin Durant for team hopping and legacy jumping and leaving stupid situations behind or anybody else in the league, right? Like we give people flack for not doing what they're doing or even Giannis, like we're doing right now, we say, you know, he, and hundred percent, he screwed up. He left, um, he could have come to a dynasty and he chose to stay in a cheese state, you know, but that's what is best known for. And that's, that's, it's, you know, that's your call. That's your, freedom you're allowed that but it's wrong and i'm allowed to say that too that's my freedom but anyway i think that we should be able to openly criticize Kawhi leonard's decision to go back home in quotations and i understand that like i understand going home i under like i'm i get that of all people i'm the most homebody person if i'm away for a night like i need to like stage the place i I need to like check in every corner, make sure there's no demons, no, no, like ghosts or like, I don't know, robbers, whatever. Like I, I'm not, I, I understand that. That's what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at. But I think that like, if you're looking at it from a basketball standpoint of view, that to me is a stupid decision because you're leaving a structure that is literally meant to just like hug you. Like it's meant to just be, it's meant to elevate your game in every single way possible. Like we, we have 
had the best defense to complement his defense. We had the best offense to make sure that he got his game going. And we paired him with the best goddamn point guard in the Eastern Conference, right? And he left all of that to go play with Paul George, to go play with the Morris, to go play with Lou William, to go play with like, and to go play with um, a system where he understood that like that, that's when Doc Rivers was the, uh, the, the coach and like the dynamic of that team also to begin with, like, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. Well, like Paul George was dating Doc Rivers daughter, cheated on, cheated on her, left her for a stripper. And now her, dad is coaching the guy that did all that to her like that's not gonna end that's not a not to say like you know drama or whatever but like it's not gonna make for a good environment in your locker room and that doesn't you know put that is not surprising to me that doc rivers left afterwards so my point is criticize Kawhi leonard i understand that he wanted to go home it makes sense you know home is where the heart is you want to go have your mom's cooking whatever i understand you're rich but bring your mom here wise, yeah basketball wise, that's a stupid ass fucking decision and he needs to catch flack for it he left a, a a sure in dynasty to be a second round exit and also to those who say that Kawhi carried us um we both exited the same playoff time and we were second in the conference Right after better record, we had a better record and it came down to the final moments of a game, unlike them who gave up. And I think that's showing you right now with his pairing with the Clippers. It's showing you how you need it. Kawhi was not like, yes, Kawhi is freaking great. Kawhi is fantastic. But it also shows you that structure helps the player. And if you don't have structure, that's not going to get you winning basketball. That's just going to get your mom's home cooked food. Yeah, he left. He left like a Tempur-Pedic, like sleep number bed for a futon. Like he's <laughs> literally it's not home. <laughs> it might be where you were born, but it's not home. Um, and you honestly, are now the butt of the joke. Honestly, sir. I mean, it's so funny because it kind of feels like the pa- Paul George existing on that team is a shield for any sort of Kawhi Leonard sleep. Yeah. Um, because that's what no I mean. Matter what. And here's the thing, like Paul George was a abysmal to start that game and I think that a lot of these top seeded teams were and I think that that has to do a little bit with Russ we saw these seven eight seeds really come out um outside of the Lakers who garbage but like even the Celtics like in that first half were on fire they were like they could not miss and the the Nets could were not hitting a single basket it was so terrible in the first half and then you go through like each one of these lower seed teams even like the Wizards put up a fight against the the Sixers today but then these seeds that have just you know had a week off of basketball and have just been chilling have really kind of looked bad uh, in terms of shooting the the clippers for example had their worst shooting performance um also they're they're the best three-point shooting team in the league they're the best you know jump shot team in the league and they could not hit a single one of them either so like um, I don't know. It's just really, it, to me, it's like really funny that Kawhi Leonard gets to sort of use Paul George as a shield because Paul George had such a bad first half. But I thought Paul George came alive in the fourth quarter. Um, and unfortunately, like Kawhi Leonard didn't. And the Clippers are going to need Kyle, not Kyle Lowry. Well, they are going to need Kyle Lowry to do anything. They're going to need Kyle Lowry to win. So sorry. You can't do it without him. You cannot play Reggie Jackson. That man was 
awful. I don't know what they're going to do with Zubat because that did not work to me. <laughs> like, I don't know what their center rotation is going to be. Like, we just, you need Kyle and, and, and Serge. You need to make it work. Lakers, play Marcus Soul or get Kyle. I just feel like all of these teams with championship aspirations need to go start knocking on the 2019 Raptors door and try to find some other guys because watching these teams, they're just not it right now. No, and I have a I have a warning for um, the Clippers broadcast. If Ooh. you put Steve Ballmer's face on my TV again, I'm signing him up for the Mars mission. You will never hear or see him again. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Don't fucking get this here. First and last warning. Don't put no. his face on my TV. So we're recording this during Hawks Knicks. Um, you know, Sandy said it at the top. We think it's going to be Hawks um, winning this. I personally think it's going to be the Hawks winning this. Not in four, but like I picked seven initially. But like honestly, who knows? Um, I just I don't I don't know why I don't want anything good for Knicks fans right now. But let's you know, unless anyone has anything else to add about the games, I think we can just move on to the questions. No, I don't care. I'm not invested like I'm that anymore. Not I don't really care about the Knicks. I just don't want them to do well because the fans are fucking annoying. But besides <laughs> that, like, Hawks and four. Here, can I just say one last thing? The only reason why I'm putting in my chips on the Nets right now, um, and yes, granted, they're going up against a depleted Celtics team that just does not have the firepower to keep up. I'm sorry. If you don't if you don't have Jalen Brown, you're just, you can't even, like, attempt. You don't have, have Ola. Power. Kemba sucks. <laughs> Honestly, guys. Kemba's, Kemba's bad. Kemba, Kemba sucks, Kemba's bad. Kemba's bad. Oh my God. Kyrie Irving and nobody laughed. Like he's Kyrie with the footwork, but he's cold. He can't shoot. Nobody laughed at me. Oh, oh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. It wasn't on the podcast. It was on Twitter. But oh, I I thought you said it right now. I'm like, I was like, I missed that entirely. It did not stop the way I wanted it to, but I stand by it. Well, you're going to go find it and we're going to make sure that it's (laughs) up. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that team though, like the reason why I have a little bit of faith in the Nets, granted they're going up against a depleted Celtics team. I'm sorry, but you just, if you don't have, if you don't have Jalen Brown, you just don't have, you can't even attempt to have enough firepower. I don't think that they had enough firepower, even with Jalen Brown, because you need Jason and Jalen to both go out there and get you 30 plus. You need them to have incredibly efficient nights because you like, like you said, Kemba's just not it. He's not, he's not good anymore. You're not going to get any sort of offensive output from them. And I think a lot of people look at that team and think that they have enough creators. They have enough swing scores, but I'm so sorry. If Kemba's not there, you do not. So even still, they didn't have enough offensive firepower, but you take away Jalen, I forget they have Kemba Walker. He's yeah, so because not he's so bad. He's like an afterthought. In all honesty, I literally like I'm not even bad. kidding. I'm just like, oh yeah, they've got Jason Tatum, they've got Jalen Brown, there's Marcus Smart, who's there's gonna Susan have Thompson. a who's the fifth one? Like I literally <laughs> like I'm just like who's, who's, who's gonna, gonna have person? a bigger I'm who's gonna have like, a bigger impact on their team? Rondo for the Clippers or Kemba for the Celtics? Rondo. <laughs> Slander, slander. Which one? Who's counterfeit Kyle Lowry Lowry on the on the fucking Clippers? Like, good luck with that shit. (laughs) I um, love, but here the Nets still won the game though. The Nets still won the game despite the fact that James Harden couldn't hit a shot, Kevin Durant couldn't hit a shot, Kyrie Irving couldn't hit a shot, and like credit to, to to Marcus Smart. I thought Marcus Smart played incredible defense. He was everywhere. He was smart. I just, Marcus Smart, I can't say enough good things about him. I love him so much. But um, 
<laughs> he's just good. He's good at what he does, you know. Um, <laughs> that was like, really loud one. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I mean, you guys most, people, most people listening to us right now feel the exact same way. But like, they still won this game, and they won this game in a way that like I never worried. Whereas like the Clippers couldn't do it with their stars not shooting well. The Bucks barely did it without their stars shooting well. The Lakers couldn't do it. So it's like none of these other teams that really have title aspirations were able to overcome their stars like not playing to the best of their abilities and the nets were and granted their competition is much lower than all of these other guys but like i also think there's something to that that kind of bodes well for the nets moving forward that um makes me believe that they might be title contenders or the favorites to win it all i just yeah. want i just want this to be a sweep because i worry so much about jason tatum having to carry this whole team it's when he's sweep. admitted to having to use that inhale, inhaler before games because of COVID. <laughs> that's just, so oh, bad. Man, but that's you know, it's, it's, it's a sweep. There's, there's oh, no goodness. chance. Like, I, if it's not a sweep, like, I'm so sorry, but Steve Nash should get fired mid-game. Like, r- literally, like, as soon or as soon as the clock goes 0-0, zero, zero, if it's not a sweep, we need to have a conversation about that because what, like, they literally won in a game where... um. But I think the Nets almost look like they're taking turns when they're playing. They are. Like, yeah, they're not like, they're not good. Like they're not, there's no chemistry right now. It's just kind of like, oh, you want to have a turn? Okay, you could try right now. Oh, you want, oh, you, you're feeling it? Okay, you try right now. Like, it's not very much like, oh, let me, let's drop some plays. Let's figure out who should cut the ball right now. It's yeah. just very like, who's feeling it at the moment. But then again, like if you have kind of, if you have the guys who are Kevin Durant and, Kari Irving and James Harden and Blake Griffin on one team, like that's going to be a hard thing to beat. You snuck so. in Blake Griffin like we weren't going to call you out on that. <laughs> you <laughs> snuck his name in. Like, Are you really trying to, to discredit Blake Griffin, Elon? What are you trying? Did you see I'm that pass? You are required. Did you see that? That was the pass of the century. <laughs> I'm just saying, if like in 2021, you're you're just your your hopes lie on Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, okay. You know what? Personally, my agenda is I want the Utah Jazz to win, so no one cares about the season. <laughs> like everyone just forgets the season ever happened. <laughs> that's actually really funny. That's, really, I, that's hilarious. That's really smart. I want the Suns to win just because they're like the, my team. But if anything, honestly, the Utah, just let them have it. No one's going to remember the season. We're all going to forget I'm about little, it. I'm like, I kind of don't want the Suns to win. And it's just because I'm a little bit salty about all of the love this team is getting where I'm like, y'all did not respect my team last year. Like you're respecting this team this year. And it was also a second seed. It was also just as good on like the offensive and defensive end if not like I think better by you know statistical metrics and maybe not maybe not the offense was terrible what am I lying about their offense was not good last season but like defensively um they were better um and I'm just like you guys didn't give them any love and I just like I'm a little bit salty that you're giving these guys way more love than you ever gave my team last year it's because we're Canadian and I know I feel a little bit salty about that so I kind of want them to fail so that I can be like, hmm, at least the Raptors got back further than that team did. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> okay, bitter. Yeah. I'm just bitter. I have narratives that I need to push. And so, you know what? It would be it would be nice to see the Kardashian curse striking again. So I don't really, you know what? I'm thinking about oh. it again. I, mean, <laughs> so I don't like, care anymore. The, the thing about the Kardashian curses, they're just everywhere right now. Like the Celtics have Tristan Thompson, the Nets have James Harden, the but Suns do you see have the Devin Celtics? The, the Sixers have Ben Simmons. They're everywhere. Like what team doesn't have some remnants of the Kardashian curse? 
and all those teams lost except oh, the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. And the Lakers probably have it. We just don't know. Like I, I guarantee they're in Los Angeles. There's no way. Like, I don't know. Kyle Kuzma probably dated Kyle, Kylie Jenner for a night. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be some story. Well, he's dating Winnie Harlow and she sucks too. So Winnie Harlow is also, yeah, like from Brampton. I don't know if Sandy and Nora claim her. Um, but I don't even claim, I don't claim Brampton. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's get to questions. <laughs> Let's get into the questions. <laughs> I told you guys there's no structure tonight. We're free flowing. We're having some fun. Um, we are loose off the goose. Literally. Literally. All right. Let's get into some questions, guys. Unless you guys have anything else to add. No. I mean, Hawks and four because <laughs> I don't want D Rose to have happiness in any way, shape, Ooh, or form. That's so. fair. Hey, now. Facts are facts. Hey, now. So, Noor at Zayn Rune, don't know if you guys have heard of her. Great tweets. <laughs> good follow. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Will Devin Booker beat the Kardashian curse, which is something we're just talking about right now. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good, I don't know who that is, but I love that question. Please keep it coming. Um, okay. So this person whose named is Ian underscore MBA asks, can we rationally talk about Beal slash Lowry slash picks and prospects three-way with the Wizards and Sixers because I can't? What? What? I'm sorry. I didn't read this fully. No, no. Was that a, doing a, this? What was that question? Beal, Lowry, and picks and prospects three-way. I'm sorry. Like, unless the Raptors get the number one overall pick or, like, the number... Like, unless the Raptors get a top three pick uh, or top... Yeah. I don't... I don't see a conversation where Beal comes into play. I don't think the Wizards do that. And I, well, I guess, oh, hold on. It's a three-way with the Sixers. So Lowry goes to the Sixers, Beal comes to the Raptors, and the Wizards get picks? What are they going to do with Russ? Absolutely not. Who are they trading Russ to? No, no, absolutely not. The Sixers aren't getting Kyle Lowry so that we can have Bradley Beal. The only reason we wanted Bradley Beal was to compliment Kyle Lowry. No, Ian, I'm sure you're a lovely person, but no. Is it bad that I like had to think about it because like I'm not opposed to like Bradley Beal being on this team. He's only a year older than Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, so he fits their timeline perfectly. He is a wing scorer that we desperately need. He's a creator that we desperately need. He's really, 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 really good at basketball. Um, and I just think that the Raptors have enough sort of defensive production around him. And I don't think Beal is as terrible on defense as we all kind of think. I think it's very much like a, a Chris Bosch effect where if your team is bad defensively, you don't really try because what is the point? Um, and so like, I'm, I don't hate it. I just don't see a scenario for the Wizards to talk themselves into doing this because what are they going to do with Russ's contract? And like, why? And would Beal agree to it? I don't think so. I don't think Beal would agree to it. And I don't think the Wizards would agree to it. Sorry, Ian. No, no, I want Kyle Lowry over at my house for dinner um, with my family one day. So it's not happening. <laughs> He's not going um, okay. So my mom wants to him over for roti. So it's not happening. Caleb Latre, I think. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, drinks to flowing. We're having fun tonight. Is it French? Um, I, I I don't know. Caleb, is Caleb a French name? I probably should know that, but I don't. Uh, so would you rather see the Lakers play Gasol and win or bench him but lose decisively? Bench him like, and lose. 
Benjamin Luz. Yes. Yeah, yeah Benjamin Luz. That's yeah, what you deserve. My narrative is furthered with them not playing Gasol and them not trading for Kyle Lowry. So as long as they can continue to do that and reap the rewards of losing because of it, I feel vindicated. Yeah. But do you part. guys think that had Gasol stayed, we'd be in the playoffs right now? Yes. Without a doubt. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Yeah, so you could be mad at, uh, at, what's his name? Giannis Antetokounmpo for something like that. Because, I mean, like, not- That's what I'm telling you. He (laughs) needs his ass out of the playoffs. I don't want to see his face in the playoffs. I want him to lose in the second round. I want there to be like, oh, this is a second round and out team. Because I want the the Heat to suffer as well. But here's my thing. If the Heat make it past the first round, they automatically kind of have something over the Bucks, right? Like, if they get past the first round, they always have that over the Bucks. And I don't need them to have anything over for anyone. I need them to suffer because they didn't trade for Kyle Lowry because of fucking Tyler Hero. Because of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. I don't need Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero to be their heroes See, right this now. Is, and that's this, Iman, this is where if Brooke Lopez keeps dropping back so <laughs> low and they give up every single wide open three. And I also noticed that no one called it an outlier on the timeline the other day. I don't, I didn't see tweets that said that that was an outlier. It's almost like if an excellent catch and shoot three point specialist has as many open looks as possible he's going to knock those shots down if you give him the space he's going to do it but somehow Fred Van Lee does it and it's just this thing that should be written off completely because I mean I don't know I don't know why I'm I'm so really frustrated that people continue to call that an outlier series when like Fred Van Vliet is one of the league's best catch and shoot three-point specialists and if you're going to leave him wide open like they continue to do time after time He's if you've been watching this season earlier this year, you've been watching the Raptors, you know that's not an outlier performance. Fred Van Vliet is a baller. Like, he, even, he's even a shooting he guard. Couldn't, even if he couldn't do something like that, it's just like, as long as he can count and shoot, if, you can, if you're like a league average, if you average 40% from deep, then you're probably an elite shooter. And if someone leaves you open time and time again, it's probably going to go out from being 40% to 50% or th- something stupid like that. So anyways, I'm just, get, I get really- But Iman, 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 you're, 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 uh, I think the reason why you want Miami to go first is because, okay, this is how I break it down. Your loyalty is to Lowry first. So you just want to see the teams that turn him down suffer. Whereas I'm like, you know what? Giannis turned the Raptors down. I want to see, I, I want him embarrassed. I want to be there. Like, are you not embarrassed? No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. So I I think I carry the Raptors and Lowry at like even levels. But you want the Miami to go first. Because the Heat are the higher seed. And so the Heat losing in the second round, to me, is just as embarrassing as anything. Like, if they cannot get to the conference finals, then that's just as embarrassing because this is a max out team. This is like... This is the team. The Heat, the, the Bucks can't do anything. They can't, tr- like, they can't. I know, but I also people, but think like, that, like, Miami not getting Kyle is good for us. So if anything, great. Thank you. Like, thanks for not taking him. No, <laughs> you because know? I, okay, so I think where I differ is, like, I kind of, kind of, like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But yeah, so that's the reason. It's not that like it's like Kyle over the Raptors or anything like that. It's I think I hold them to like the same regards. It's, to me, it's like the Heat, the Heat be, getting past the first round is kind of a win because no one really expects it. And they have cap room heading into the offseason. They they know that this isn't a final team. Everyone kind of looks at this and knows that like they are a tier below the contenders, whereas the Bucks are the contenders. This is it. This is the team that you decided to build. This is the team that you decided to commit five years to. This is your team. And if you struggle, that's it. Right. So you want it to look like last year, Miami was a fluke. Last year, Miami was a fluke. 
It was a fluke. It was a fluke. All right. So, so, is, so is Lakers. Lakers was a fluke too. We can go down that road, but I mean. Well, everything was a fluke. Uh, everything, next question. Everything that happened in the bubble didn't happen in the bubble. All right. The last um, real champions are the Raptors, but anyway. Keep listen, going. if it took place in Florida, it doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's why Disney World is it's not real. <laughs> that's why Disney World is based out of Florida because everything there is imaginary. All right. Um, all right. So more Marcus Soul questions. You know what? We don't think he'll see more than garbage time because we think Frank Vogel is a fraud. Um, so there's a lot of questions here just about the off season and about moves for Pascal and like OG to really develop. And I think that's something that we'll save for um for an off-season pod where right now we're just free-flowing and talking shit about some of these teams that are garbage that made it to the playoffs. Um, okay, I have a question for you guys. How has it been for the three of you to watch playoff basketball for the first time in like seven, eight years without having a true team to cheer for? Like, have you guys felt that it's been stress-free or would you rather be stressed out? Give me stress. I love mess. <laughs> Okay, Mary Kondo. So I'm rooting for like a Wizards Suns Wizards Grizzlies finals. Just because it's gonna be a shit show. Grizzlies? Okay, I saw that. Be realistic. Did you not did you not pick the Grizzlies to beat the Jazz? I did. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought I saw that. I pick the Jazz are a first round exit. First seed or not. They're well, first if Jonathan round Mitchell, if Jonathan Mitchell's not healthy, then I agree. They are the most fraudulent one seed of all time. <laughs> I think they're like the perfect example because like Nora was kind of talking about this um, Nets team that's just like kind of you you're, you go and now you go and now you go and they take turns on their offense. Whereas like the Jazz are just a system run team. Like everything is based off of this system. And like granted, they have three ball handlers and playmakers and that's that can shoot. And then they have the, the best defender in the league uh, on the other end. But it's such a system run team that like it does kind of feel fraudulent. Like those teams that are so built on a system tend to fail, which is why I want to see the Heat fail. Say system and Utah again. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying Utah is systematic? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, so I like this question. That's funny. This was by uh, Tristan Gray, who says, which series that seemed tight in game one will actually be a sweep? Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to be a hot little potato here mm. and say um, Portland and Denver. Ooh. Ooh. I have that going seven. Maybe like a gentleman sweep. So maybe like no, four. No, I love it. Go hot. Because here's the thing. I felt very unconfident in my pick for that. Just because I'm, I, I thought I saw a tweet the other day that said... Um, the Jazz traded for Aaron Gordon to have someone to guard big wings and ended up matching up with a team with no big wings and just a couple of great guards and then their guards go and get hurt. And I thought that that was hilarious and like really just really, really, really sucks. Like talk about the worst luck for the Nuggets to like look at the conference and say, we have LeBron James, we have Kawhi Leonard, we have Paul George, we need to get, we have Devin Booker, we need to get these like wings or like at least bigger guys. And then, you know, you're, you don't need Aaron Gordon as much as you need a Jamal Murray, as much as you need your guards that uh, unfortunately are hurt now. So it's just real shit luck. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if 
Portland takes it and Portland takes it easily. Oof. Hey, now. I for, me, for me, it might be uh, Brooklyn and Celtics, especially because Jalen Brown's not there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think for it sure. might be a They series. won that even by 11. That's, that's a sweep. To me, it's the Sixers and Wizards. I... I just don't have faith in the wizard. Like if they didn't, if they didn't win that one, I kind of just like Joel Embiid looked fin- phenomenal in that game. And I, I'm going to just give it to him and say that that's a sweep. Sandra. Sandra said Hawks um, and four. She's like, that's a close game right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, that's what I was paying attention to. Um, Oh, the Hawks just won. They did. They did. Oh, she was right. Was yep. it Trey Young? Yeah, Trey Young hit a, a two, a floater. Woo, buddy. Have you guys ever watched uh, Parks and Rec? Yes. And you know that uh, that scene in Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson is like, uh, he's pointing, he's like at a at a gym and he's pointing at a kid with a bowl cut and he's he's like, are the scissors broken at your house, son? That's what I think of when I think of Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> Is your hair still not done? Just can't take him seriously as a superstar oh, with that on his head. Oh, no. oh my I god! Mean, and you can afford a barber for the hour, like for for salary. You can have him there next to you, like for every day. I'm but, I support hair implants. I'm team hair implants. Like live your best life, hundred percent. But like what whatever you're doing right now isn't fair to you, and it isn't fair to the viewers. <laughs> Just so much money to be made being like, okay, I am the hair implant doctor for LeBron. I'm the hair plug doctor for Trey Young. Like that partnership would make so much money. Yeah. The sponsorship deal you could get to. Like if you're going to like put your name and face to that, Trey Young, you could be making bank. Like you yeah, can make no, so Iman. Just the money. just the fact that it's 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 a Trey Young too. Like imagine Trey Young before after. I would be in line. I would be like, oh yeah. shit, that looks it would, good. It would be called Trey Old versus Trey Young. It would be. Perfect. I forget who had this it's tweet. Like, I saw it one so time. Many branding. There's so many branding opportunities. Oh, he's so. Funny. And you can even call it trade. Like you can like make a play on the fact that his name is Trey and call it trade. So like you're trading up or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's so many branding opportunities. Get in touch with Dishes of the Dimes. We kind of do this thing. So like hit us up, Trey. We'll help you out. Sorry about your hair, Trey. If you're Evan listening, Fournier, if you're listening to, we haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> Anybody with bad hair, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron hair. I forget okay. what his name was. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this. Probably like 2015. There was this player. I think it was Nick Calathis on the Memphis Grizzlies who got like dinged for um, taking like substances that were banned and so it was like oh shoot is he taking steroids like what's happening and it turned out it was just hair supplement products like he was just taking pills for like hair regrowth <laughs> but when he did drug testing in the league it like it flared up because it was a, a substance that was banned and I just thought that was like really sad and hilarious so you don't have to go through that embarrassment where we all find out that way because we think you're taking PEDs uh just you know take hair supplement products like just Lean get a you pay I think I think he just needs a hair a twenty dollar haircut, Iman. Like that's literally all he requires no, from so life. But fine. it's like really, really thin. That like it's gonna be patchy. It's gonna be like Jimmy Butler's beard. But even then, that's not bad. It's just the fact that it. I forget who had this tweet, but it literally it's perfect in reference to Trey Young's hair. It looks like a lollipop that's been licked yes. and fell on the ground, and you picked it up, and it's just yes. got it looks like, like strands that. everywhere. It, just, and, just 
cut that just cut the strands off cut your simpsons hair off that's all you need people on the west end will really maybe feel this reference but he reminds me of ram riddles (laughs) (laughs) i get similar hair (laughs) it's like a similar look of like hair that's going on there um so yeah uh i'm Um, sorry if, if this offended anybody but like um it's uh, feel feel confident in yourself we will do this we'll send you links this i mean we say this with love (laughs) yes and also like with love and with judgment bald head looks great my dad's bald that's what i'm saying i'm saying like i don't even think he needs implants like he just needs to cut the fluff off that's it that's literally it right now it looks like um you know those dust bunnies that's what it looks like. No. That's it, Trina. That's, that's all. It's I'm like when for. babies lose their new. Nor is like no offense to everyone. His head looks like a dust bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Still get offended. I give you the heads up. Like you know when you're little and your mom tells you not to shave your legs because it'll grow in thicker. He should shave his head so it will grow in thicker. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> his hair wasn't cut enough when he was a child. Okay, I got one last question, guys. And to everyone who sent them in, there are a lot of really, really great questions in here. Some of these, like, I like who had the best fit of the season? That certainly does deserve its own episode. Like, we're going to go into a lot of these. It does. Draft yeah, that needs research. Yeah, we need research. The draft one, we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to the draft with our favorite draft people. Um, so, like, a lot of these are really great questions. We promise to get to them. But for today, we're going to close off with... Six Dog, one of my favorites, who says, you get signed to one Raptors game to provide commentary. Who would you want the Raptors opponent to be? Who are they playing? I picked the Bucks so I could slander the hell out of Chris Middleton all night long. And like also, also like try to bring Giannis over. Just like try to entice him over. Like, I don't know, like drop a Euro down, you know? Just like, be like, let's hit up Danforth <laughs> afterwards. Like, I don't know. Like, I just be like, I also have like Fufu. Do you like that? Like, I can like try to bring just like every <laughs> culture and like try to like, you know, bring in some Nigerian, bring in some like Greek culture in and try to- Like, whoops, I dropped a tub of tzatziki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like I heard Nigeria drill up is better. <laughs> like I got some for you here. Let's test it out. You're like Ben. Andy and like leaves the podcast as soon as I say that. I dare you. What about you, Kels? Um, maybe the Clippers, so I can be like, I don't know. I just want to be a fly on the wall and then talk to Kawhi and see if he regrets his decision. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, the Clippers, just so I can ask Kawhi if it was worth it face to face. And then also have a chance to just like pull something on Steve Ballmer if he's there. Like something. Oh, I, my yeah, life would like not be satisfied. Yeah. Something, you know, like prank him, like stuff with a little cushion on his chair. Yeah. Like give him a hat, just Forever. come off, you know, like just pull his underwear. I don't know, something. Yeah. Um, but on the, if not them, if that's hard to get, I understand. Um, that might get me in trouble than the Brooklyn Nets. I'm just not going to expand on that. That's yeah, right. I was going to say the Phoenix Suns too. <laughs> no, I'll expand on that a little bit, Noor. <laughs> if they just have a good roster. What do you want me to say? Like, they're huh. talented. She's like, they're talented. No, I don't. You mean the stars? No, no, no. I don't mean the stars of the team. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Iman. He's a star. <laughs> he's, he's a superstar, okay? In 2015. <laughs> 
Sorry, Kelsey. He's going to win a championship this year. Kelsey, sorry. What team did you pick outside of like the Clippers? I thought you had another one there. Oh yeah. I said the Suns for the same reason as Noor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, wait, for who? For who? Nick Jonas? No, ew. Who do you think I am? Oh, I don't like Chris Paul. No. Wait, who's on the Phoenix Suns? Jay Crowder. Yes. Is that true, Kels? I'm oh. Oh. so good at this. Wow. Are you mine? I'm offended that you put no. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it was just selfish on my part. I kind of <laughs> went with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Me, you, me and you too, Kels, right? No. But no, I get I get Jay Crowder. Nick Jonas it. is with Nick Jonas with Priyanka Chopra. Devin Booker's with Kendall Jenner. Which one is more problematic? I don't know. We'll save that for next episode. Thank you everyone <laughs> so much for joining us on today's really, I mean, intense, weird, fun, crazy, wild um episode of Dishes and Dimes without any structure. Or form. We just kind of talked into our microphone and had a lot of fun with each other. We hope you had a lot of fun with us. Please check us out next week for some more great content. Bye. Bye. Bye.